Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. No problem. Cool. Cool. How are you doing? Yeah, just enjoying this uh, nice, relaxing Saturday afternoon. Uh Yeah. 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 Good. Good. (laughs) I've had a good day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I uh, did my morning cardio this morning. Mm-hmm. Went for a nice power walk around the mountains around here. And then I worked out this afternoon and I did some more cardio wow. after that as well. I know I'm I'm dieting now, man. I'm looking, uh, oh, getting lean now. Yeah, uh-huh. getting lean. Yeah. It's tough because I'm having to throw the women away, you know? They're all trying to clutch onto me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it, though. That's awesome. Honestly, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying uh-huh. it, yeah. I'm in good shape now. I'm in really enjoying it. It keeps me focused. And it gives me it gives me a purpose, you know? When I get up in the morning each day, it gives me gives me a focus and a, and a purpose and intention. I, I like it. Yeah. What are some of your daily routines? My daily routine. Yeah. That's my, you know, my, my lifestyle, my eating, my dieting, my training is, is a massive part of my lifestyle because I've, I've never felt better the more I move. The body huh. is designed to be moving, you know, and yes, I think is. as well, yeah. And a lot of people say, get your mind right. But, you know, I found if you get your diet right, and I know you eat well, Zon, mm-hmm. if you get your, yes, if you get your, yeah, if your nutrition's right, then your mind mm-hmm. actually goes right with it. It kind of like harmonizes together. Mm-hmm. If you're eating processed food and shit food like that, it's not good for your mind. Yeah, find so, that to be true as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I eat very clean food, good food, exercise, mm-hmm. and you find that your mind just seems to slow down. You seem, you, above all else, it's your mood. Your endorphins are going, you know, your mood's elevated, you feel fresh, mm-hmm. you feel light, you feel, mm-hmm. you know, invigorated, really. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So do you get so, up in the morning? Do you set intention? Excuse me, you cut out, then, Zon. Uh, when you get up in the morning, do you set intentions or so, meditate or yeah. anything like that? <clears throat> I can tell you my routine, yeah. The first thing I do... Uh-huh. When I wake up, sounds a bit balmy when I spit bonkers when I say this, but first thing okay. I do when I wake up, <laughs> you ready? The first thing yeah. I do when I uh, when I wake up is mm-hmm. I say thank you three times. That's the first thing I do, and the oh, first thank you, uh-huh. yeah, the first thank you is for being alive, you know, for my body wow. being alive. Uh-huh. Yeah, <clears throat> the second one's for my spirit. Mm-hmm. And the third one's to God or the universe, whatever you call it, to say thank you for giving me another chance today, you know, for, for waking up. Mm-hmm. And then and then I, I go downstairs and I'm a bit of an early mm-hmm. riser, Zon. I get up at like six o'clock in the morning. Every day? Most days, between six and 6.30, yeah. I'm pretty disappointed. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. You are. I like, mm-hmm. I like to get up. And... um. I don't set my alarm, by the way. My body just wakes me up then. Oh, naturally. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
naturally. Then I go downstairs and then I have some water mm -hmm. and then I make coffee because I absolutely love coffee. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh -huh. And if you don't like, if you don't like coffee, you're weird. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only kidding. Um, yeah, I make coffee, and while that's brewing, uh -huh. I do some stretch. I do some stretches because I do so ah, much exercise, stretch. and I'm active. Uh -huh. Yeah, because I'm active, I like to stretch. So I stretch, especially mm -hmm. like my hip flexors, my IT mm -hmm. band, all down my, my my thighs, my glutes, because they're getting mm -hmm. a lot of you know they're getting damaged every single day. With the intensity yeah. so i stretch yeah so i stretch for about 15 minutes you know mm -hmm. my back my neck my head whatever and then um then after that i go into um a breathing meditation oh and, wow yeah and how that looks is and i only do this for about five minutes that's mm -hmm. all it takes, just to get my rhythm going nicely. And the breathing meditation is I take, I inhale for four counts. So, mm -hmm. you know, over four counts of four internally. Then I hold my breath for seven counts. Seven counts? Seven okay. counts, yeah. And mm -hmm. then I slowly breathe out mm -hmm. um, over eight, eight counts. So it's like you're blowing through a straw when you're blowing out. Because the first thing we want to do is just go, you know what I mean? And it's all out. But mm -hmm. it's about controlling your breath. And I do that repeatedly for about five minutes. Wow. Conscious and you know breathing. what? Uh -huh. Yeah. And you can do this wherever. You can do it. I do it when I'm driving. I mm -hmm. do it sometimes when I'm showering. I do it wherever. You can do it where you want. Driving's awesome. I used to do it when I was driving all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go into meditation when you're driving. And it just gets your body flowing nicely. You get a nice rhythm with your breath. Mm -hmm. You connect with your breath on a deep level. And then after that, I then go into my meditation. And that can differ depending on time, depending what's going on in the house, depending what I've got to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I tend to stick with the same one. I've been doing it long enough now, on and off, to realize what works for me. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, what I enjoy. And, yeah. Yeah. And I enjoy something called no mind meditation. Or okay. I do one I do one called listening meditation, which does what it says. You just listen, actively listen. Mm -hmm. But the no mind meditation is beautiful because you just let things come and go. You don't, you just, there's no, it's not a breath meditation. It's not focusing on your navel area, nothing like that. Just simply close your eyes and allow whatever's going to come to you to come. And mm -hmm. you just observe it. You're the observer. You're observing all mm -hmm. your thoughts coming in and out without any judgment whatsoever. And you just simply mm -hmm. let it do its thing. Leave it alone. So I do oh, that. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then, you know, You'll get caught in the trap of going off on a tangent and a story. You just mm -hmm. keep bringing yourself back. You just keep bringing yourself back to observing your thoughts. That's all I do. It's just basically observing my thoughts. Okay, so you don't interact with them. You just observe them as they just come, as them. they go. Just, uh -huh. just let them let them do what they want. And it takes mm -hmm. some practice. 
Um, and I still get yeah, caught. I every every day I get caught. Mm-hmm. Well, that's meditation, right? Yeah, that's, that's a really high level one, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, finally, I then do a gratitude prayer, something I call a gratitude prayer. And that takes me yeah. no more than two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. And I say to the universe that I am grateful for this body-mind vehicle that I'm blessed with. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for every single breath that I take. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for every single cell in my body doing doing something that I don't need to do. Without you, I could not work. I couldn't function. I'd be dead in a mm-hmm. minute if it was up to me to remember what to do. There's, mm-hmm. you know, trillions of cells doing its job for us, brother. We don't have to think about anything. Yeah. To me. Um, I'm grateful for waking up in a house. And this is what I say. I actually say this, you know. I'm grateful uh-huh. for having a home where I'm safe and warm. I'm grateful for a bed because I understand people just don't have a bed to wake up on. Yeah. I'm grateful for the water that I... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm grateful for the water that I get to drink, the clean drinking water I get to have every single day, as much as I want of it. Again, there's uh-huh. lots of people who haven't got the privilege of that. And it is a privilege, you know. It's, it's it a is. blessing. It is. Uh-huh. And I'm grateful for the nice food that I can eat as well, because I understand there's a lot of people out there who can't eat. And if they can eat, they're just scraping by. Yeah, they're uh, surviving. Uh Yeah, surviving. That's the right word. Yeah. I'm grateful for the fact I can shower with clean, hot water. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for where I live in America now. I've got this Mm -hmm. new life over here. You know, yeah. and that I just go, I just go through a few things, and it, they tend to be the same things. And I also say I'm grateful for the challenges that I come up against. That's one big thing because without them, I wouldn't be the person I am today, right now. So I always pay gratitude to them. That's I don't want to try and manifest more, but I mean they're gonna come and go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't ask the hey universe, give me more challenges, please. <laughs> give me more shit. Yeah. <laughs> Universe, <laughs> wait, but, too much shit. Wait, stop. <laughs> yeah, it's never enough. Come on, I want more. But, um, yeah, but on a serious note, I do thank, thank for my past challenges and even my current present challenges that I'm going through because we're all we're uh-huh. all facing some challenges and demons. So, I thank the universe for that. And yeah, I thank the universe for the weather, the lovely blue sky, or even if it's pouring down with rain. Yesterday it was storming, and I'm still uh-huh. grateful because it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just grateful for life. Just grateful to be alive. You know, why wouldn't we be grateful to be alive? It's a gift. Yeah, it's so exciting every day. Uh-huh. It's a new day. Exciting. And that's yeah. what I do every morning. And I tell you what. If you do that every morning and you don't feel good about the day ahead, then there's something uh-huh. wrong. There's something serious. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. That's so true, brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's my routine. That's an amazing routine. How long does it take for this every morning about? <clears throat> um, under an hour, maybe 45, 50 minutes, something like that. It depends wow. how long you actually uh-huh. meditate for, you know. Depends how long. That's such a good way to start the day, brother. Yeah. So positive. Really, uh-huh. oh, it motivates me. And mm-hmm. I just feel alive after that. 
you feel like you can do anything and face anything and you feel just mm-hmm. you know amped to get through the day mm-hmm. yeah so that's what i do that's a really valuable routine if you make a youtube video show it to everybody that'll be great you know i'm i'm about to on that <laughs> okay no, <laughs> cool. for real for real i'm gonna do it after this i'm gonna do it yeah I'm in my car right now so i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do a quick little video on it and just tell people mm-hmm. about it because it definitely does help you mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah. how do you usually handle your negative emotions brother negative emotions um yeah well the first thing i do is really is just learn to accept them mm-hmm. i think befriend them is maybe a bit over the top but i just don't see them as the enemy anymore i used to hate them i used to push them away i used to think they were mm-hmm. bad yeah wrong you know you shouldn't be here what are you doing here but i just um i just let them i let them be there and um mm-hmm. i don't try and challenge them and i think you know this on as well that the more you just feel and experience them, not judge them, not judge yourself as well. That's pretty important. Yeah. And they just seem to go through you and, you know, Mm -hmm. get released that way. So yeah, just allow them, accept them. Don't fight them. Don't push them away. Try and Mm -hmm. train yourself to say they're not the enemy. They're not bad. They're not evil. They've got every right to be here just as much as you've got right to be here. And ultimately Mm -hmm. they're part of who you are. They're part of the human body. We mm-hmm. are made up of emotions. We're an emotional creature. Yes, we and are, brother. Yeah, they've got every right to be here. So it's having it's changing your relationship with them. And I find since doing that, they don't get as much of a hold on them. I mean, don't get me wrong, I get lost all the time. I'm not preaching here, you know. I'm not saying uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm I really get I'm like so human, it's unbelievable. I get lost all the time and I have rage mm-hmm. and act like everybody else but you know the the whole purpose of this journey is to just keep growing and changing and if i can see improvements in myself every few months then i know mm-hmm. i'm doing something right and, and i absolutely am seeing changes every single month or every few months you notice that you're just not getting yeah. consumed by them anymore right you handle them <laughs> better and differently you're so aware brother from what you said regarding it's your relationship with, with them. You're yeah. bettering the relationship with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a work in progress, though. Yeah, it is. Always. I, I don't want to make out it's simple. If people listen to this and, you know, think it's easy, it's not. And, it's to, you know, I've been doing this for six or seven years now. So mm-hmm. it's – and I get lost all the time. I've had periods where I've been lost for six months. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've gone back to my old ways, like, and it's hard to explain, but it happens. So it's just, you always return though. You always return to who you truly are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very natural. You go back to the old ways and then you come back and you go back to the old ways and you come back. But the time yeah. you stay in the old ways reduces. It's less and less and less. That's improvement. It does. It does. Yeah. Although I have been. I've been caught for months at a time before, Zon. Mm-hmm. Months. Gone back to completely old ways, old egoic patterns. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. And I don't understand why. And I, I guess 
I probably won't, never will understand why, and that's okay. But there's mm-hmm. been some really extensive periods of me getting lost. <clears throat> but again, I'm okay with that because I'm a human being and it's allowed. I'm not a robot. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It, it's a, it's, it does get less and less eventually as time goes by. Yeah, that's improvement. The inner yeah. foundation is getting more stronger, more solid. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. It's a, an ongoing thing. Yeah, it is. Hey, brother, so how did you get into your spiritual journey? If you can tell us about that. It's a very good question. Um, Thank you. I, um, you're welcome. I, um, uh, from a child, I uh-huh. knew something was kind of weird and different. Okay. And when I say that, I mean, like, I was very sensitive, very emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't know how to handle my emotions in terms of I couldn't cry really. I've never been able to cry that much. Uh-huh. Um, it was more my thoughts really. I remember being very, very, very young, and okay. very inquisitive, very inquisitive boy. Still, I'm yeah. now very inquisitive man, but very inquisitive, asking questions to my. I remember asking my dad questions, and he used to think I was like. Crazy, absolutely insane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, t- he told me, he said to me, what he said, <laughs> I never forget, it was one Sunday and I was sat down with him watching, I think we were watching something on television, some sport or something. And um, mm-hmm. I was about six years old and I said to him, Dad, and he said, Yeah. And I said, Why are we here? And he went, what do you mean in this room? I said, no. You're all you're asking. Yeah, it was like. Your dad, you watching right. sports. <laughs> yeah, he was too interested in the match, what was on. Screaming at the referee. And he was like. What? What are you on about? And I said, what? I said, why are we on earth? And he said, he looked at me. And if I could do the face to you now, the look he gave me. He looked at me and he went. What is what the bloody hell is wrong with you, Chris? Um, <laughs> oh, man. I just felt really weird. I felt really weird. And then I, I shut up and I started watching the game. And then when I was watching the game, I couldn't get the thought out of my head. And then 10 <laughs> minutes later, I, I, and, I, and honestly, I'm not lying. 10 minutes later, I said, Dad. Uh-huh. And he went, what? What do you want? Because <laughs> I was starting to annoy the shit out of him now. And I said, where did, where, where did we come from, though? And he was like, "Are you yeah, still, are you still going on? Are you still going on about this?" <laughs> so it was that kind of thing. You know? Poor guy, he's all confused. What the? I know. He's like thirty odd years old, and he's thinking, "What is this little twerp asking me questions? Like, where, where do we come from? Why are we here?" You know. And I'd ask him things like, "Yeah, where do we come from?" And he went, "Well, you know where you came from. You came from your mother." And I said, uh-huh. no, I didn't mean that. I said, like, before her, where was I before I was in my mum's tummy? And he was oh, like, wow. and he was like, I'm not talking to you about this. And it's no wonder I'm fucked up, you know? Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, he's got a boundary with you. He said, no. <laughs> yeah, rejecting me at six years old. Cheers, Dad. You're the best. Oh my god. Rejection. Oh yeah. man. But um 
Yeah, I'd be very inquisitive, wanting to know about the universe, doing a lot of reading on it, you know, wanting to know what's what's what it is, what's out there. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, just very inquisitive, very emotional, very sensitive, very intuitive. Um, I remember mm-hmm. hearing my mum and dad argue quite a lot because they had money problems when I was about probably seven or eight years old. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting on the stairs when I was about eight years old, listening to them argue in the room. And I they didn't know I was there, of course. And uh-huh. I I could just, I couldn't, you know, too young to fully, I couldn't verbalize to somebody what my reasonings and my thoughts behind what was going on. But I knew it. I felt what my mum's actions and my dad's actions. I could piece it together, but I couldn't tell you it because I was only eight years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I could hear the way my mum was talking to my dad. And I just remember thinking, like, why is she trying to make him feel small? You know, why is she why is she trying to control him? You know, and this is for an eight-year-old boy, you know, to think this. Wow. Yeah, why why is she acting this way towards him? Why is he not standing up for himself? You know, amazing why... observations. Very amazing. much, yeah. And I sat there for an hour just and I and I pieced it together. And as the mm-hmm. years went on, when I got to my teenage years, I learned a little bit more about my mum's upbringing and her childhood. Uh-huh. And I learned more about my dad's upbringing and his childhood. Mm-hmm. And then it suddenly clicked in my early 20s or mid-20s whenever. And I was like, they've, I understand why they've completely attracted each other. You know, it's obvious. You have to be a dummy to not understand why they've attracted each other. And they have this weird mm-hmm. system which seems to work for them. You know, and it's all to do with pain and trauma. But they've attracted each other from their pain and trauma from childhood. Oh and my it all God. made sense. It all clicked. Yeah, it all clicked. Uh-huh. So that that was I guess you could say the start of it in terms mm-hmm. of my awareness from being a young kid. What really spiked it, I don't want to go and bore everybody to death here if they're listening to this, but the, the real thing what what was the awakening, if you will, the, uh-huh. the flick of the switch was I was married um, and I had two children and uh-huh. I was severely unhappy. We both were unhappy and mm-hmm. I knew something wasn't right. I hadn't woken up yet, but I could see the cogs were starting to turn and I was getting more aware and I knew it wasn't right. And my soul was screaming at me. I was very intuitive and I wanted to get the mm-hmm. hell out of the marriage. When I was about oh. 29, um, mm-hmm. I left and it was the hardest thing I'd ever done at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I left two children and the wife I'd been with her for 10 years at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I entered into a relationship quickly because I was so messed up from mm-hmm. my childhood. I needed mm-hmm. somebody to love me. And then mm-hmm. that didn't work out. <clears throat> you know, I pushed her away and then I moved in. I, I got on into another relationship and we were on and off for 18 months and didn't treat her very well. And all the time my issues were coming out. So it was kind of a culmination of it was building and building and buildings on. And it was only a matter of time when it was going to yeah. explode and the doors were going to get ticking bomb. Uh-huh. It was a ticking time bomb. That's exactly right. And yeah, I knew I was not happy. I started to see things differently. I was like, I was so jealous, so insecure. I hated who I was. I couldn't look mm-hmm. at myself in the mirror. I resented oh, wow. everybody. Oh, I was so bad. Uh-huh. 
couldn't look at myself in the mirror. Couldn't look at, you know, I was anger, you know, rage. I was just awful. I was just a really uh, hot head, you know. I was mm-hmm. like naught to 100 miles an hour in one second. But, you know, underneath all that, I will give myself some credit to say that I had a mm-hmm. really good heart. You know, underneath that, I was a beautiful person underneath that. He was there. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. He was just he was just lost. Mm-hmm. And I started to see the patterns emerge. And then after after one of the 18-month relationship ended, I knew, uh-huh. I, I admitted to myself, I was like, right, there's a bit of a trend developing here, Chris. And I looked at myself and I said, I'm a bit fucked up. You know, mm-hmm. something's got to change. So I had, um, I applied to see a therapist on the National okay. Health Service in the UK. I didn't have to pay for it. So I went through this therapist, I had to go on a waiting list. And uh-huh. I saw her and she was like, <clears throat> we got on, we loved each other. We got on so well together. And I had, I think I had 16 sessions scheduled. I think uh-huh. after about eight sessions, Mm-hmm. I ended up asking her questions and almost being her therapist. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she was like, um, I don't think you need this anymore, Chris, do you? And I said, no, I think you're right. I think we're done. Um, wow. So we, we parted. I became much more aware, but the journey had just started then. And uh-huh. then, you know, I still slipped back into my old ways. I was bouncing from person to person. And you know that filling my inner void. And um, yeah. I ended up, cut long story short, I met a lady, a woman at the time. Um, uh-huh. She was a couple of years younger than me. And she was just, I was probably, after the therapy, I got really messed up again. I just slipped. Uh-huh. For some reason, I probably mm-hmm. needed it to happen in hindsight. And... I met this girl and I was obsessed with her. She was extremely attractive. I thought I was punching mm-hmm. above my weight. You know, I thought she's far better looking than me. What's she mm-hmm. doing with me? You know, all these the usual thoughts because I've suffered low self-esteem. Yeah. Uh-huh. She was funny. We we vibed. We got on well. Still consider her a soulmate. I've not spoke to her for about five years. Um, mm-hmm. We have nothing to do with each other. But I still consider her. She was definitely a soulmate. There's no doubt about it. And... Mm-hmm. um. It just went tragically wrong because I was, again, I was messing it up. I was messing the relationship mm-hmm. up because of my jealousy, my insecurities, because I didn't love who I was. And uh-huh. I ended up being unfaithful to her. Okay. And um, I, it came with consequences. She found out. I won't go into the details, but it was pretty horrendous. And mm-hmm. we started to live together and she left me. I was just heartbroken and Mm -hmm. I was seeing my children at the time from my ex-wife and it was just, I was juggling, trying to work 12 hours a day. It was just, I was everywhere. I was spinning too many plates and I didn't have the fight in me anymore. I didn't have the fight Uh in me anymore. And I went back to live with my parents and my mum was still doing a controlling thing, emotional manipulation, even though I was like 31 (laughs) at the time. And Uh at that point, different and I said to my parents I'm going to be out of this house in one month and wow okay I just had this burning desire my soul was on fire 
and they were like, well, you know, they never sort of moddy-coddled me or, you know, suffocate me, but they were just saying, just, you know, don't rush into a house. Just, I was only going to rent one anyway, you know, I wasn't going to buy one, but they were just, mm-hmm. they were just wary. They were like, don't, you know, be careful, get the, get a good area. Don't just get something just because, you know, you're okay here. It's fine. We've got your back. They were really good and really supportive, but yeah, I just needed to be are. alone because I'd always mm-hmm. been moddy-coddled my whole life. I'd never been self-sufficient. And I think mm-hmm. that was, my soul was screaming to be that person. So cut long story short, I found a property, I found a house and I moved mm-hmm. in within one month after that, I moved into my own house. Something I'd never done before. You know, I'd never even put a washing machine on before on my own. <laughs> I'd had everything done mm-hmm. for me, every relationship, whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, I moved in and I was getting immense amounts of trauma from my ex-wife she was incredibly difficult to deal with regards to the children she was making my life very very difficult i didn't know which way to turn i just lost my current relationship and i was absolutely Mm -hmm. madly in love with her and i remember i was in the house and i was on my own so i was very lonely because i'd never been alone before properly Mm -hmm. and i had bought everywhere hangers on the floor boxes just as you can imagine just moved in you mm-hmm. know, having to sort out two kids and i was alone and i remember um getting abuse from the girlfriend i'd just been unfaithful to and then my, my ex-wife was also texting me and calling me and threatening me with this and that and her boyfriend was threatening me with it i was just as you can imagine my head was falling off and i mm-hmm. i sat down on my bedroom floor this is a true story and I honestly said, I can't do this anymore. And um, wow. I just sat in like the, the like the fetal position, you know, fetal position where you kind of curled up like a baby. Mm-hmm. And um, there was boxes all around me, and I just cried my eyes out. Absolutely cried my eyes, and I'd not cried for oh man, I can't remember how long it was, years. I cried mm-hmm. and cried and cried. And I fell asleep and I woke up the very next morning in the same position on the floor. And I was, wow. I hadn't gone to bed and I was shaking. I felt, I didn't feel well. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I was like, I just felt different. Something had happened when I went through that crying. And when I woke up on the floor, mm-hmm. like a baby, you know, like a little boy again, like a newborn. And I felt... Mm-hmm. I just had like fresh eyes. I woke up with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective. And my attitude literally changed overnight. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I am not, I'm not doing this anymore. And you need to forgive yourself. You need lots of self-love, lots of compassion. You need to start meditating Mm -hmm. again because I got out of meditation. Mm -hmm. I've been on and off, like flirting with it a bit, on and off. And you've Mm -hmm. got to put yourself first. You've messed up, make amends, um, just try and be a better person but love yourself just give yourself some credit and that was it that was it from there started downloading audiobooks watching youtube and i was driving at my job at the time i was in my car for probably eight hours a day driving up and down like the freeway in the uk uh-huh. the motorway and i just absolutely hammered audiobooks youtube and oh my god my life just changed in two three months i just became uh-huh. a different person and, you know, people then who didn't like me 
saw this new compassionate me. I was understanding. Mm-hmm. I wasn't raising my voice. I wasn't biting to them. I wasn't feeding into the games. I respected mm-hmm. myself more. And they just caught, saw this shift in me and they couldn't cope with it. And they thought, Who, you're being really weird. You're being strange. This is <laughs> No, honestly, they were. Where's Chris? You know, where's the dick yeah. Chris? And I was like, this isn't me anymore. <laughs> okay. And that was it. It was the ending, like I said, the ending of a relationship what really triggered it and the fact I was on my own alone in the house and I'd never done this before. So I kind of got forced into it, you know. So that breakup was it was like the best and worst thing that ever happened to me at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. Sorry for going on there, Zom, by the way, but I'd like it, to give you details. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. So it's wow. been from there. No looking back. And you know yourself, you can't switch off the button. There's no off switch. No. No, there's no off switch. Once you become aware of things and who you are starts to come out, there's no ending. You just no ending. You can't go back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just been upward trajectory from there. It's never it's never stopped, never changed. Looking for the truth all the time and, you know, working on myself daily. But yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How a traumatic, it's usually the case. A traumatic event is what spirals someone into a, a spiritual awakening. Yeah. And you woke up a different person. You just. Literally you overnight. It was, uh-huh. No one really understands. I've told close friends and they, they know now because even they say, I was talking to one in the UK about a week ago on the phone and he was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. He was like, where's the Chris? You've changed so much. <laughs> they don't, he doesn't recognize you anymore. He doesn't recognize me. He's like, where are you? Where's, the, where's he gone? I'm like, I don't know, man. He's, he's gone. Not, they just can't believe the change I've made. And it actually inspires them. You know, people change yeah. because you've changed. Uh-huh. They say, my parents found it hard at first. My family thought I was weird. I got very, uh-huh. very spiritual, deep into spirituality at first. You know, I, I was uh-huh. literally watching and listening to everything that existed. I was... Oh, Eckhart Tolle, you know, Wayne Diet. I was doing it all, listening to all this, filling my head with goodness and I just became mm-hmm. obsessed with it, you know, because I knew it was making me think differently. Mm-hmm. But everyone thought I was a bit strange. Yeah, I bet. I remember you telling me you had this practice of lying with your body. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so that came actually only about uh-huh. <clears throat> two, three years ago. I went, um, I had a, a real traumatic thing personal experience which i won't go into now of course but um you know about it anyways on but i went through something mm-hmm. traumatic in 2017 and it, it carried on until the end of 2018 completely yeah. out of control yeah, yeah mm-hmm. completely out of control uh, it could have had serious consequences um yeah very very resentful people involved Mm-hmm. And it, as you can imagine, it spiraled me even further down this path. I lost my house. I lost my job. I lost access to my children at the time, all because of lies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> all the years of these suppressed emotions from being a kid, when I said earlier that I couldn't cry, didn't know how to cry, even through to my adulthood, you know, I found a way to sit with my body. First of all, I would sit on a chair and it happened during meditation one day. I was mm-hmm. focusing my attention on my feet touching the floor and I started to feel energy moving up my legs all the way through my stomach and it came out in the terms of like me dry heaving. I thought I was going to be sick mm-hmm. and I read about it and I thought, what, what, what's wrong with me? I'm a bit fucked up here or what? Have I got a, an illness? And I read that it's quite common 
you know, it's energy moving, you're healing. It wants mm-hmm. to get out. Yeah. So I kept uh-huh. doing that for a few weeks. And mm-hmm. then I just had this feeling inside me to lie in my bed. And I laid on my bed and I just focused gently on all my areas in my body, what were tense, where I could feel my body twitching, certain like muscles twitching and things like that. I, I basically became very in tune with my body. Mm-hmm. You know, on an emotional level, I could feel blockages and I would lie with it. And the same thing would happen. It would come up and I would just, I did this for months on end, months on end. And, yeah. Um, dry heaving's my way of doing it. Some people cry, shaking. I shake a lot as well. And I still mm-hmm. do it to this day. You know, I try and find some time every day or two days, if life's not too busy, to be with my mm-hmm. body and allow things to come up. And it's always moving. And I realize that it's trauma. It's trauma yeah. and pain coming up to the surface to be out. Uh-huh. You know, and, and again, you tell people about this who aren't on this path. They think you're absolutely insane. And yeah. you need to go and see a doctor. And I was like, no, it, honestly. <laughs> no. I don't, it's not that. It's energy moving. It's trauma. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, no, honestly, it's trauma. It's pain coming out. And then you start to feel fresher and lighter. So, yeah, you just lie with your body. Gently focus on areas where you feel tense. And the problem is the body's like a clenched fist. If you've been suppressing your emotions for many years, yeah. in my case, over three decades, it's uh-huh. like a clenched fist. It doesn't want to open up and be available and transmute the pain and energy what's in there. Uh-huh. So you've got to work with that. And it can take months and months to get kind of on talking terms, should we say, with our bodies. Uh-huh. It has to trust you, brother. It has to trust you. And it took me a few months to learn to get it to trust me. Mm-hmm. And even talk to it. Again, it sounds sounds psychotic, but you can talk to it and tell mm-hmm. it that I'm here for you. Just you're safe. You're in a safe space and safe environment. I'm sorry for ignoring mm-hmm. you. It's like you're in a child, really. And mm-hmm. I'm here for you, you know. And then suddenly it'll start the, the, the grip starts to loosen. Uh-huh. Slowly over time. And then eventually you're in tune with it. And you lie down sometimes, and within three, four minutes, I'm dry heaving. You know, I'm retching, or like my body's shaking, or whatever. And I know that energy's moving. And then I come out, I feel a day later or something, I feel tremendous. I, I can tell I'm lighter inside. So now you can just lay down and just gently put the awareness in your body, and you can actually release. And it just comes out. I would say, like, five times out of ten i can do that i still am very 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 conditioned that my body still clenches Uh like i said i've got over 30 years of this son so yeah you know you try you try telling a body for 30 years hey don't be suppressed anymore come on (laughs) you know it's going to stick the middle finger up at you isn't it it's going to be like you know Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah so it's um no five times out of ten Sometimes I'll lay there. For, I've laid there for over an hour sometimes, and it just won't budge. The problem is you get into a habit of trying to make it move, and that's the exact opposite of what you want to do. You don't want to force it. Yeah. Because you know, you're doing the very thing you need to. The more you try, you're actually tensing your body more. So you've got to – It's real, it takes a skill. It's real. It's like you've got to train to do it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to really let it trust you by mm-hmm. just being ever so gentle with it and just – letting it feel safe but it takes patience and perseverance it's not you know it's not for the faint hearted it takes time and i think some people get fed up and people expect it to happen overnight you know oh, i live my body and 
I've told a lot of people on Twitter, you know, they'll DM me and say, what do you mean by this tweet? And I'm saying, well, this is what you do. And then two days later, they come back and go, I'm not, it's not moving. I'm like, bro, you've got to sit with it for probably, you know, a month or two before you see anything sometimes. You know, everyone's yeah. different. Uh-huh. Be patient. Yeah. Keep doing it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like something, it's repetitiveness, isn't it? If you're doing the same thing every single day, you're going to see results. Yeah. So keep uh-huh. stick, stick sure. with it. Just be, yeah, be patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's quite amazing. So your body, your your connection with your body is really good. Then by doing this practice, that you just intuitive knew to do. Yeah, and it helps your intuition. So I've never been more intuitive in my life since doing this because I understand that I'm clearing the clutter inside me. So I feel more now. Um, mm-hmm. I sense more. You know, if something's a vibes off. It hits me bang straight away. I feel it, and I know yeah. whether I need to interact <laughs> with that person or walk away, or if something's not right for me anymore. I need to make this decision and tell this person. Unfortunately, this isn't <laughs> right, or this feels good. You get very, very intuitive and in, in touch with your body. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. though, doesn't it? The more you're clearing, yeah, it does. The more you're allowing the space for the you, your gut, your intuition to. We're working in harmony with it. It makes total sense when you think about it. Yeah, I think it was last week I suddenly knew that uh, the more we connect with our body, the more conscious we become and vice versa. Yeah. The yeah, more disconnected uh, we are from our body, the more unconscious we are. Uh-huh. I think that's totally true. That's really good. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful way of putting it, actually, Zon. Yeah, it's oh, true. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we need to really focus on our bodies more. The mind's important. Uh-huh. But I find the body-mind is connected anyway, personally. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. If you get your body and, right, uh, find your mind I want, a little bit quieter. I want to mention something here. Mm. You have you have psychic blood in your blood. Yeah, you've said this before, haven't you? You've told me this. We... we for the listeners, we speak yeah. probably about three times a week, Zon and I. So yeah, said, <laughs> yeah we do. We're very good friends. But you've said before, yeah, yes, we are. you think I've got psychic blood, and I, I agree with you. Yeah, my mother's my mother scares the shit out of me, to be honest. Uh huh. She's very she's very intuitive, very psychic. Yeah, I think you have that in you, brother. And when you do this body connection thing, it probably awakens that more and yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've told you, I mean, how many things have I told you and it's happened? Yeah, <laughs> foretold many things. Yeah, you just knew. Uh-huh. I knew and I'm like, this yeah. is going to happen. Or I feel this and you're like, well, you're watch out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be four months away and something happens, doesn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. quite yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that's only happened since I've had this connection with my body. Yeah, that, that's where I kind of knew that that's the key. Whatever mm. gift that we have in our blood that's carrying down through generation, it can be awakened yeah. when we're really connected with our body. It's crazy, that's isn't it? Theory. I think it might be. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, and it makes sense on that. I, I'm trying to think just as we're talking that where it comes from. And I think when I look at my father's side, mm-hmm. I think my, like, my my nan was very god bless her soul she was she was very like 
reserved and introvert, but very mm-hmm. like quirky in her own ways. You know, we did a bloody Ouija board when I was ten years old with her. <laughs> <laughs> Ouija board ten years old. <laughs> Wow. How fucked up's that? And and she taught me my sister. She taught me my sister how to do it. And I was mesmerizing. That was my nan. And then her cousin, and he lived in a farm in where I'm from in the north of England originally. Mm-hmm. And he was into these like using these rods, these like steel rods to know where the water is underground. And he was into all these psychic things. So it's probably from my from my nan's side, my dad's side, you know. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. But my mother, okay. my mother in uh, in the quite in her own right, she's got something going on. So yeah, maybe it's genetic or whatever. It's from both my parents' side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it skipped my dad. <laughs> but it's um Yeah, sometimes nan, they skip a generation. Uh-huh. Yeah, because my nan, like his mother, she was the one who was into all this, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, that's probably where the link is. Shit, I've just found that out on this call. How cool is that? <laughs> awesome. And sometimes they don't skip generations, but the person doesn't want to believe it. So they suppress right. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They suppress it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The personal that's choice, cool. of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you have it. You have it, brother. You have it. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think I do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, uh, do you have your inner critic? How do you handle that, brother? Um, I think like I said before, just to let it do its thing and just mm-hmm. allow it. Just allow it. Don't get involved with it. Sometimes you can challenge it. Uh huh. You know, is this how real? do you challenge it? it? Just, you know, have I got evidence? Is there any evidence that this is true? Mm-hmm. You know, where does this come from? If you want to really get deep, you can try, you know, writing things down. I used to do that a few years ago. Where does this stem mm-hmm. from? Where does this thought come from? Why do I feel this way? You know, what event specifically do I think triggered this being a kid? Um, for, mm-hmm. for general everyday life, for the purpose of this call for everyday life, just don't get involved with it. Just honestly... Like, what? It, it's similar to the meditation. Just watch it. Just watch it and don't entertain it. It's like imagine a kid trying to get your attention. I want to play. Uh-huh. I want to yeah. play. I want to play. Dad, dad, I want to play. And you just, you know, you've told them to be quiet, and they're not. They keep doing it. So just ignore them. Let them scream. Ignore them. And that, uh-huh. that's what I do. Again, though, I get caught every single day. I'm not preaching to people to say I'm this guru because I'm really not. <laughs> I get caught every day. But yeah, just um. You just want to be one percent better, don't you? Yeah, just a little bit. It's a practice. A little bit every every month, every couple of months, just one percent, one percent, one percent, and all these percents add up, and it's working. But yeah, just don't get involved. Let it do its thing. Don't argue with it. The worst thing you can do is argue with it. I see that a lot from people. You know, my thoughts are going crazy, and I ask the same thing. What do you do then with these thoughts? Ah, uh, just mm-hmm. um. I try and challenge them. And I'm like, there's a time and a place to challenge them, but how often do you challenge them? All the time. What, every thought that comes in? Yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay, and how do you feel when you do that? It's not changing. There's a reason for that. It's because Mm -hmm. you're watering the weeds. You know, when you're challenging your thoughts, you're watering the weeds and they're growing. Just let them be. Yeah. Uh Let them be. 
They're not going to grow without you watering them. Let them be. And yeah, you will yeah. get pulled in. But just each time, just try and catch yourself watering the weeds and just pull away. You know, put it down. And um, again, just takes practice and perseverance and patience. Yeah. Yeah, if you do that all the time, you're fighting with yourself all the time. The more you fight them, the stronger they become. And I did that for years, on Years. Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. I think everyone has done it or do do it. And it's, you know, you get the thought in. Oh, go away. Why am I thinking that? Stop. What are you there for? No, it's not this. This happened. And then you start, you, you start, like, you tell a story. And then you're in the mm-hmm. past. Well, if I said it this way, this would have happened. Or this one fifty say this. If I said this, this outcome would have happened. And all you're doing, you're just lost in thought. So <laughs> yeah, you are. Completely <laughs> absorbed with thought. You know, well, well, I should have said this to her. If I said this, you may have said this. And then I would have said this. And I've won the argument. So I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just don't get involved with it. Just don't argue with your mind. Because you know what? I'm going to tell people, yeah. you're never going to win. <laughs> Ever. And then sometimes you're arguing in your head and you say, yeah, I finally won the argument and you feel so happy about it. Yeah, the ego's like, yeah. Yeah. I did it the other day. I did that the other day. I was washing up, right, and I tried to be present and I got lost in this. I was going through some – I had a bit of a weird day. And I started arguing with myself like that and then I did what you did. And I was like, yeah, I've won. And I was like, oh, my God, your ego is so loud. <laughs> Get it together, Chris. Like a smile on your face because you won, you know? Yeah. You know. What are you smiling at? Well, I just had an argument with my mind, and I think I won. <laughs> no, you didn't. The mind won. <laughs> yeah, your ego won. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, it's all in our head. <laughs> all in the head, brother. All of it's in the head. I wish I could say that I never get caught up in it, but I do get caught up in it. <laughs> it happens. Of course it does. And it's always going to happen, but it's it gets quieter. It does get quieter. Yeah, it does. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, brother, I noticed that uh, you started the life coach thing. Can you tell us more about yeah. that? Yeah, of course, yeah. So I'm going to tell you a little story. So I've, yeah, um, I, I had a job, which brought me to America, a sales job. Uh-huh. I've traveled, been all over America, um, uh-huh. living in hotels. And um, it just got worse and worse. The feeling was, again, being in touch with my body. It was telling me, this isn't for you anymore. So I sat with uh-huh. it. And I even, I, I opened up to you, didn't I? I asked you for, for what, you, what your thoughts, and this is the feeling uh-huh. I'm getting. And you were like, you're doing right, just sit with it a bit longer. And I sat with it. And I uh-huh. sat with it for months, and it just was growing and growing and growing and getting louder and louder. And it was telling me, you need to leave. You need to leave. And then, of course, the mind gets involved and says, well, what if you do this? You're going to be jobless. You're going to have no career. You're not going to have an income. Yada, yada, yada. And that's a bit of logic in there because you need to put food on the table. You need to afford to pay yeah. your house, etc." Uh-huh. But, you know, I just trust the universe and I trust my intuition. I trust what my body's telling me and it's not right. So mm-hmm. I left my job about three weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Just randomly emailed the general manager. 
kept it and I said with immediate effects, um, I'm terminating my contract with you. Thank you for everything. And mm -hmm. my sole purpose is to help people. I know that. I deeply feel it. Um, oh. You know, I'm still going through things myself, but I, I, I've helped a lot of people and I, and I really want to help people. And it isn't about the money. It's, mm -hmm. it's beyond that for me. It's getting, I get pleasure from helping people. Yeah. I get, it's, it's something I'm passionate about, as you can tell when we're talking to you for nearly an hour on this topic, mm -hmm. but I'm passionate about helping people and changing people's lives. That's what I think I'm my soul calling is, is to do that. So it makes sense to, you know, I'm, I'm pushing 40 now. I'm at the age where if I don't do it now, Zon, I'm probably never going to do it. Uh -huh. So yeah. I've grabbed the ball by the horns and I'm going to go for it. So, yeah, I want to help people. Um, I'm not charging a fortune. And mm -hmm. I'm just passionate about, yeah, helping people. You're not there to, you're not there to fix their lives. You're there uh -huh. to put a change and add a change to the lives. That's the difference. Oh. So I started off the business now. It's only been going about literally 10 days or something like that, officially. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm going to be working towards an ICF accreditation as well. So mm -hmm. that'll be cool. Got lots of things in the in the works, a podcast, and I've guests on there. Um, mm -hmm. YouTube as well. But I do want to focus solely on helping people. You know, that's that's my plan. So yeah, I've got the website up now, um, and I'm doing all right. Yeah, I've got a few people coming. Yeah, slowly awesome. but surely, it takes time to spread the word and people to yeah, trust. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I've seen yeah. all your YouTube videos, but I really like the way you 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 do them. You give very Thank practical you. advice. Not yeah. out there, very practical. So anyone can do it if they really want to. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, yeah. I don't um, I don't try and be someone I'm not. I don't want to be this smarmy, you know, hippie. Nothing against hippies, by the way. This mm -hmm. peace and love. You know, when I coach people, you can tell we're talking. I'm very direct, very real with people, very honest. And I, I like to it's listen to hard. people. Really oh. listen to people and quest ask questions around it, explore, give them a safe space to talk to me. Mm -hmm. um, Beautiful. And yeah, you come away with just changing your perspective on something. So I've got four different packages on the website, four different sessions mm -hmm. to choose from. So it's not a one size fits all. It's whatever you're going through, whether you're struggling for motivation, whether you want some relief, whether you feel, you know, the pressures on your shoulders, whether you've mm -hmm. got an important job meeting or, you know, an interview or some important thing coming up and you feel like your head's going to fall off, we can get together and get you programming your thoughts, get you thinking differently, mm -hmm. get you prepared and armored to go into it, you know, guns blazing, um, get people empowered, get people feeling confident, get the self-esteem up there, you know, cause I've been through the mire. I'm out the other side now, yeah. I'm still working on myself, huh? but I'm at a point now mm -hmm. where you want to impact people. You want to help people's lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not about, you know, the benefits, what comes with it. It's about helping people for me. And I think when you do that, brother, you know it's uh -huh. the right thing to do. You're in the right thing. Yeah, it really is. It's a beautiful combo yeah. where you do that. 
the yeah. more. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it growing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, brother. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you're not focusing yeah. mainly just on money, but it's really on helping people. No, I'm just want to I help people. That you can expand and grow more and more. Yeah. <laughs> it will. It'll just take some time, but it's fine. I'm in the long haul game. I'm not here for a, a quick fix overnight. You know, I want people to mm-hmm. learn to trust me. I mean, you know, it's funny, isn't it? When I've since I've made this decision to leave my job, I've had several opportunities coming my way now. You know, people want <laughs> nice. me on the podcast to talk. It's amazing how it works with the universe. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I feel I'm getting more in harmony with it now. I've got opportunities to talk to people like yourself. I've got different podcasts coming up. There's a mm-hmm. um, the uh, summit coming up on, I think it's June 19th. Well, I'll send that out on Twitter. I've been asked to be a speaker. There's panels on wow. there. And uh-huh. there's a conscious relationships uh, panel. They want me to speak on there with two other people. I'm very blessed and grateful to do that. So people are approaching awesome. me more. Yeah, it's 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 uh-huh. weird, isn't it? How it all fits into place that you're getting out there a bit more now because since I've, I've stopped my job, I'm getting more exposure now. People are seeing me more. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe the energy's moving around. People are just seeing my my content out there and they want to hear me talk a bit more and i'm I'm absolutely happy to do that that's wonderful brother you're expanding and people are feeding the energy that you send out yeah. and their their feedback yeah uh-huh yeah it actually yeah. come not yeah. forcing anything just opportunities no. present themselves that's it that's mm-hmm. it that is beautiful yeah yeah, it'll all flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've gone through all this thing. You're still improving yourself doing your daily practice and your daily routine. Um, what do you think are some of the common traps in our spiritual journey? Common traps? Yeah. I mean, there's so many, isn't there? I think yeah. the common ones is we don't learn to trust ourselves, our, our, our spirit, our intuition. Yeah, that's a huge one. Uh-huh. Yeah, we challenge everything. We second guess, which is, by the way, it's very normal. This we second uh-huh. guess everything. We challenge everything. Um, our ego, we get. We like I said before earlier on the podcast, we get drawn back into our ego, our old egoic ways, our old ego, egoic self. And mm-hmm. we spoke about this earlier and yesterday's on. At the moment, I'm going through this again. This life transition because my life has changed massively right mm-hmm. it's changed massively so i'm going through this weird transition where i'm in this in between this two timelines the new timeline where i'm like growing and evolving and changing and this new transition of life's coming and i can feel mm-hmm. my energy's changing i'm doing my sole purpose what i should be doing but i'm getting pulled mm-hmm. back into the old chris from years ago and it's really weird it's very weird and all these egoic patterns and Actions are coming back up and this, like I said to you before, and I used to be full of rage and resentment and jealousy. It, I, I can see mm-hmm. this. It's creeping up again and trying to grip me. And it's so powerful. It's like a current in the ocean pulling me, pulling me in. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be really get my, have my wits about me and be switched on and be aware. And it's, it's a challenge, man. I'm getting caught every day. I'm getting caught in it. But I know that it's, I'm not falling back into my old ways. You'll feel like you're getting lost, but you're not. It mm-hmm. has to happen. It's 
the the old identity still some of your old identities clinging on for dear life and you just got to let that go it will your soul will win eventually the soul wins over everything mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that's one of the that's one of the main things with, with challenges um mm-hmm. getting caught in the ego is just a, a huge thing i find and trusting trusting the process that's two of the biggest things for me mm-hmm. for sure yeah, I can't think of anything else on the top of my head, but those are the two biggest ones I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ego yeah. thing is always there. That's why I spend years. I still do it. Just mm. practice keep my ego in check because it's always there for me. Uh-huh. It's never gonna and and yeah, it's and it's never gonna go away. You mm-hmm. know, mine's so loud. Um, some days it's quiet. Some months I get patches where it's so loud. You know, and it's mm-hmm. wants to be the man and wants to be, he wants to be a peacock and let everybody see him and thinks he's cool. You know, I, I still get these, these old trends trying to, you know, seek validation from people, try and think people think you're cool. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, you it, said it's a constant battle to just keep it in check. And you know what? Yeah, a little bit of really... ego is fine. Uh-huh. A little bit is fine. We'll just be aware yeah, of your yeah. ego. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to do. Just let it, let it play. But mm-hmm. as long as it's not causing any harm to you and anybody else, mm-hmm. um, just be aware of it. I think when you're aware of it, the problem is, unfortunately, most don't realise they're operating from their ego. They don't. They're unaware. Right. If you're aware, it's kind of weird because you are coming from your ego, but you, you're kind of not as well. Because your awareness is there, you know you're you're aware, oh. you're consciously aware. I'm coming from my ego right now. Oh, I'm doing this again right now. My ego wants attention. You know what I mean? You know you're, you're so yeah. much more aware. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just know, and you can't lie yeah. to yourself once you know. Not huh. on this path. There's no going back. <laughs> you can try, but it doesn't work. <laughs> once that flame's lit, you're not going anywhere. It's not getting blown out. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what I use Twitter for another reason, besides helping others with the tweets and stuff. Mm. I kept yeah. my ego in check, and as my account grow bigger and bigger, I have to keep in check more. Oh, man, yeah. So it doesn't yeah. grow with it, because I've seen other people, including myself before, when mm. the account was growing bigger and bigger, the ego becomes bigger and bigger. You get lost. Oh. You get lost in yeah. that. You're right. You see that quite a lot. You see that quite a yeah. lot on, on Twitter. And like you said, I've been guilty of it myself. But you get yeah. to the point where it's just a number on a screen. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't. And now I can mostly tell the tweets from ego or from awareness or from the heart or from different mindset. You can just tell Same now. As me. Same as me. You feel it. You feel it. Yeah, you feel it. Uh-huh. When you see it, you, you just feel know. it disingenuine it's not authentic it's not from the heart it's not from the uh-huh. soul it's yeah just it's not doing it for the clout you know doing it for attention whatever but um yeah you get to a point where you realize this is just on a screen i don't care about followers it could all end tomorrow social media could end tomorrow mm-hmm. twitter might you know it might all close down tomorrow and then what or you left distraught you know <laughs> you've lost your hundred thousand followers or your fifty thousand followers get over yourself yeah. you know <laughs> come on get a grip it's just a number it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything but it's it's like you said the people are attached to this 
Yeah, it's an attachment. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and it used it's... to be a coping mechanism for me, but not anymore. Yeah. People oh, yeah. How so? The, the online thing. Well, like, just like many years ago, for example, if I don't feel good about something, I'll go online and try to make right. myself feel better or to distract myself from feeling bad. Yeah. So I never set so, down my body to feel my emotions using it to cope. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. So you were, and you see, right. So what you're saying is what you were feeling and what you were going and experiencing, you were putting that in a tweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you see that a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, but I it's think a that's coping the part of a journey. Yeah. Uh -huh. Or you seek validation yeah. online, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah there's a lot of hurt and listen i'm not people i tweet about something like being hurt and and you can see some tweets are from pain and and you know some of it's yeah you can oh and beautiful but some of it you know it's like it's almost like from a venomous point of view you know a bitterness mm -hmm. point of view coming out and like you said i think they kind of want some kind of reassurance and validation to make yeah. them feel justified okay. for the pain they're feeling <laughs> yeah it's it's a journey, isn't it? Social media is a journey. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah, there's so much energy in all that. Now, yeah, coming back to what you were saying before, brother, like you're in between two timelines now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest phase, I think, because you have oh. an identity crisis. Yeah, identity crisis. I've had this a few times, you know, Zom. Uh huh. Yeah. But it's, it's... a very phase, I think. It's when you go through a big, for me, it's when you go through a major life transition or a big decision. That's when it, ha that's when it catches me. Uh -huh. Because my conditioned self, it seeks comfort and it, it wants to go back to yeah. the old Chris, yeah. the old ways, you know, uh -huh. to be a shithead again and to treat people like shit. And it's <laughs> like, he does. He, he gets some kind of comfort from it, which is weird. A bit sadistic, yeah. but he does. And I'm like, I, I'm not at that point anymore. That's not who I am. He's gone. Mm -hmm. And... You, you kind of know it's there, but it, I'm telling you what, that grip is awful. It really is awful. And, mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I know I'm there. I know I'm doing well. I know I'm aware. I know I can see it happening. But the pull, whew, strong, very, very, very strong. And you feel like you're losing your mind. You feel like you, you, you're slipping and going backwards. But, again, be assured, trust the process. You're not in control of anything. You're not. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. That's one thing I learned a few years ago is I am not steering this ship. You like to think I, I, like <laughs> to think I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Right? There's something bigger when you look in the sky. Mm -hmm. There's something bigger than you operating all this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? I haven't got you a, control. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's not my control. Uh -huh. Yeah. And when you're on this yeah. path, it's one-way traffic it's out of my control it's out of your control it's out of everyone's control you have to let mm -hmm. go and try and surrender and accept that this is needed to happen so but yeah it's, it's the toughest part isn't it yeah i find it there's a really kind of interesting or funny situation regarding this mm. because our body is the first to accept our mind is the first to reject and the last to accept this transition mm. between timelines for identity. So yeah. the closer we are to our 
new version of us, the more chaos the mind will give us. That is amazing yeah that is so true the mind is always last and that's where i'm at the body knows the body knew the body ago. already knows yeah uh-huh so the mind's like it's already happened through. yeah the, you're right the there mind, the mind's you and then yeah finally becomes a new you the mind will say okay and like act like nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> shy and innocent yeah Yeah. okay i accept and you move (laughs) yeah the mind's like well if you've been reacting like this all this time (laughs) stop being a drama queen get over it you diva thanks you give me help month (laughs) yeah then you're like you you did this you fucker You did this, you bastard. It was you. And then you're arguing with your mind again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It happens yeah. over and over again. This pattern. The mind's like, the mind's like, what are you worried about? Why are you being a diva? There's nothing to actually sort it now. And you're like, you motherfucker. You just put me through hell for four months. Yeah. And you're having an argument again with your mind. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. And then you start, and, and it just gives up, and you end up arguing with it again. So what the fuck? Yeah, you're arguing. What are you doing this for, you bastard? You led me on all this four months. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you've got to laugh, though, man. You've got to laugh. You got to. <laughs> oh, God, this path. Yeah, the old has to close so the new can come in and you can become the new. Yeah, the process just keeps happening over and over from the inside out. Uh-huh. Yeah. And from the outside, brother, from the sound of what you're calling me, this is really deep stuff coming out. Uh-huh. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, this is decades worth of conditioning still coming up. So that's going to be a huge, huge transformation. Since then. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. Like you said the other yeah. day, you were like, you, you're changing. And I know I can feel it. Mm-hmm. But I also know, I'm not out of the woods yet, but again, I've learned to, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. So it just takes resilience. Yeah. Yeah. Endurance, resilience, just got to be with it. Uh-huh. And, and, trust, and like you and said, trust. trust the process. Uh-huh. Trust it. Let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, brother. You're mm-hmm. so aware and powerful. Thank you. So are you. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're doing good. There's lots yeah, of people doing good mm-hmm. in this, this circle. We're all in it together, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, there's no judgment. We're just human beings going through changes and transformations. Being human. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all helping each other one way or another. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Hey, brother, so. I want to wrap this up, but uh, before yeah. I let you go, I want to ask you one last question. Of course. Cool. Now, during this special time, do you have any advice for others? Um, just... Like I said, try and try and trust 
when you're on this path, try and trust what's going on. It's all about mm-hmm. letting go. Don't try and force anything. And I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for that. I get caught in this, this trap. Don't force anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, go after things. You know, you can try and do things and go after things, but don't force it. Don't pressure anything because I find there's a kickback and it goes, it's counterproductive. So just, just try and get in harmony with the mm-hmm. universe. Just, just relax, have faith that things will work out. And I know it can be enduring and it's diabolical at times and it's so painful. I'm feeling you. Yeah. But just uh-huh. realize that this isn't, it's not unicorns and rainbows. People think it's this, and it part of it is. <laughs> No, it's not. Fucking. There's more pain <laughs> than there is fun times on paper, but the joy you get, right, it far outweighs all the pain. Even though you, it sounds weird and a bit paradoxical, but even though you're going through more pain, really, than you are joy experiences, I don't know. You probably know what I mean. There's more, the joy you feel way, way outweighs the, 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 the pain you're feeling. It just doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it at the time. And yeah, just trust the process. Just reach out to people, you know, keep mm-hmm. following good people and ask questions, you know, ask people questions. Mm-hmm. I get it all the time. Ask me questions if you want. Ask. I'm sure you get questions unasked. You know, we're here to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. And that's one thing I think when I first started on this journey, I just felt alone. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people going through this. There's millions of people going through this on earth at the moment. Yeah. So, and social media, we're so blessed to have social media and fortunate. Yeah. So yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> seek people on social media who are on the same vibration and frequency as you, who talk sense, you know, mm-hmm. and have experience and knowledge and can help you. And ask them questions, man. Just ask questions. Don't be shy. You're not alone. So, yeah, that's probably all I can think of on on the spot zone. Beautiful, brother. Thank you so much for for this. It's been really appreciate you, brother. I'm honoured. Yeah, it's been it's been an honour and a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. And thank you for asking me. And it's you know we speak all the time anyway. And Uh yeah, we do. Amazing person, amazing friend, and you know. yeah, my brother from another mother, and yeah, I love you. I love you a lot, man. <laughs> I love you too, Chris. Thank yeah, you. it's good. So, thanks for your time, Zon, and we'll catch up soon. Sure thing. Okay, sounds good. Take care, brother. Talk to Take you. Take care, man. Bye-bye. All right, Bye-bye. thanks. Bye.